It's 8am, Park Slope in Brooklyn. I've got my microphone and my one simple question. Excuse me, where are you guys going? To work! To work! <laughs> I just, you caught my eye because you look particularly sweet this morning. Oh, thank you. <laughs> are you a new couple or an old no. couple? Well, seven months, seven or eight months. So new. <laughs> so where did you meet? A hockey league. <laughs> and then how do you go from playing hockey to, you know, looking lovingly at each other as you walk towards the subway? Because, <laughs> um, you know, you have a beer after hockey and then you, <laughs> and you start chatting. Because you kind of look made for you. look very similar in a, in a way. We're twins. You're actually brother and sister. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. you. I just was wondering where you're going. You're looking particularly glamorous. Oh, thank you. I'm going to work right now. <laughs> and what do you do for a job? I work with the city of New York, and I'm an internship coordinator. I handle college interns that want to work with the city. Wow, that's a great job. You're like a sort of matriarch of the whole of New York. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I Sometimes I feel that way. <laughs> How many kids are you kind of responsible for? Um, I've been doing this since 2009, been working with the city since 1982. So when I started with the city, my hair was black. My hair is now silver, <laughs> but I enjoy what I do. Do you mind pausing for two minutes to chat more or are you really rushing? I'm really rushing. Oh, so tell me just what, what, then what's the very best thing about your job? The very best thing about my job is that I am impressionable, um, shaping and forming young, young minds to become citizens of the world. And briefly, how has New York changed since 82? New York has changed tremendously. Um, gentrification, not enough affordable housing, and the very people who service the city won't be able to afford to live in the city. So hopefully that'll change. Have a great day. Thank you, you too. I'm actually just going home back to my toddler bringing him his breakfast. <laughs> so you left the house to get him breakfast, that's organized. It, yeah, well my husband's home too, so it's, uh, it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> How old is your toddler? He's two and a half. Oh, yeah. What's he like? He's a joker. He's actually watching Doctor Who right now. <laughs> and he keeps saying delete and exterminate. And he only wants to watch episodes with Daleks and Cybermen. <laughs> Yeah. He's got a two and a half year old sci-fi geek. Yeah, and he loves Peter Capaldi. That's his doctor. He he sort of recognizes David Tennant and Matt Smith. But um, he likes he likes these very strange shows sometimes and he'll get obsessed for a while and then he'll move on. So I hope this one sticks around. <laughs> and uh, most people are sort of rushing to work. You're going home and your husband's at home. That sounds good. Yeah, he works at home. He is able to work remotely and I'm actually expecting my second. So <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're both home for the meantime. <laughs> That's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and do you work outside of home? Do you have a job that you'll be going back to? I used to be a lawyer. I used to be a criminal defense attorney and I quit that two years ago when I had my son and now I'm a photographer yeah so tell me about first of all being a criminal defense attorney is it just like suits I wish it was that sexy and intriguing it's a lot of paperwork and a lot of grumpy judges but the people who do I was a public defender so the people who do do that work are much more passionate 
and interesting than you would think. So I, I miss it, but um, it's a grind. It's really hard work. The system in the United States is just, it's overwhelmed. And uh, I was actually a public defender in Kentucky. So it was uh, a whole different kind of cultural shock. It was interesting to say the least. Do they still have the death sentence in Kentucky? Right now, it's actually under review. It was a very complex case actually where uh, they examined whether or not the drugs involved with lethal injection were constitutional, whether or not it was cruel and unusual punishment. So there was a moratorium on the death penalty in Kentucky for the last few years, I think. It's, uh, it's scary to think that it could come back though very soon. So. so a lot of people in other parts of the world just know about the enormous number of people that go to prison in this country. <laughs> Is the system kind of broken from your point of view? I mean, there's. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> um, from the bottom up. I mean, it, the way a lot of things are around the world, you know, there's legacies and histories and cultural and social economic factors that make change very difficult. With each new generation, you try and improve, but it's like you take one step forward, ten steps back. But that said, I think we have one of the more transparent systems in the world and one that can really be held accountable where people really do make a difference, where voters really make a difference. You know, you, you take the good with the bad and you do the best you can with it. You say you've left um, law behind. Do any cases kind of stick in your mind, sad cases or triumphant cases? What's the most sort of tragic you can think of? Um, it wasn't tragic in the sense that it was a horrendous murder or anything like that, but anything relating to juveniles. There's a shocking amount of juveniles in the system where they're not really supposed to be in jails, but they get put into, into cells for two or three days for, for truancy, you know, or for um, contempt of court for not showing up, but, but that's not their fault. You know, they're 12 years old, they can't drive themselves to court. There are these weird caveats in the system that make it really difficult for underprivileged juveniles to get a fair shake. I wish it was really different. It was just the saddest thing because a lot of them just need counselors or support or an adult in their life that is a little bit more stable or their parents just need some help. You know, single parents or grandmothers and aunts and uncles and guardians that are doing their best. It's it's a snowball effect. You can get in trouble once and you can keep landing in court related to that single offense. And it can be something fairly innocuous, but the courts just kind of hammer you on it. So those were always the toughest to deal with. There was one girl in particular that I do think of every now and then, and I hope she's doing well. And your new career as a photographer is slightly less harrowing, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> in law school, I was more well known for having my camera on me than for my legal prowess. So that probably should have been a big warning sign to me. But uh, I enjoy it. it. It brings me a lot more satisfaction than I thought it would. Um, hopefully it becomes something I can make a living out of. But uh, for now, I'm just doing it to do it. And this next production, when's this due? Two and a half months, okay. so in September. Yeah. It's another boy, so that'll be fun. <laughs> I'm hoping he takes after his father a little bit more, that he's relaxed and quieter. My toddler is a little bit more fiery. <laughs> but I know that's not possible, so as long as he's happy and healthy, that's all I want. I'll let you take his donuts to him. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Take I care. love talking to you. Thank you. Bye-bye.
me. I'm, I'm, yes. can, do you mind me asking where you're going? Um, preschool. Okay, I can walk and talk. That's okay, okay, okay. if you're on a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about preschool drop-off. Oh, uh, it's always an adventure with this thing. <laughs> and how Wait. old is she? She's four. Okay. Yeah. So how does your morning let you do this, then you go to work? Yes. It's, uh, it's actually pretty convenient. Is this nice daddy time as well? Yeah. Bonding moment. <laughs> and she's on a scooter. It's kind of a kamikaze heart and mouth moment as well. Yeah. It's either that or she has to be right by my side holding my hand. She's adorable. Does she enjoy preschool? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Usually it's uh, a bargaining chip when I have to get out of the door. I'll, be, I'll tell her that I'll have to leave her at home. And uh, otherwise then she's like, okay, I gotta go, I gotta go, let's go, let's go. So. And what's it like being the dad of a four-year-old girl? You know, I don't really have time to talk or think about it. <laughs> it's usually just uh, it's a really crazy uh, circus all the time. But it's a lot of fun. What's the best thing about it? When I come home and then she's... She'll always run into my arms and say, Dada, and then I'm like, oh, that's okay, this is okay. My day's been crazy, but this is much better. And what about your job? What do you do when you're not being Uber Dad? Uh, I'm an architect. Oh, cool. <laughs> Did you always want to do that? Yeah, actually, it's probably the only thing I've ever wanted to do, so it's pretty great to do what you uh, love, and it's nice to be able to achieve it. What an amazing city to be an architect in. Oh yeah, it's great. It's, I'm actually originally from Toronto, so I moved here in 2000 to go to school and didn't leave because, yeah, there's just so much opportunity and, you know, so much inspiration. And what kind of buildings do you like to design or do you design? Yeah, uh, well, everything really. I've worked on things from small studios for artists to residential high-rises, so or commercial high-rises and towers in New York. There's nothing I really I wouldn't want to design. What does it feel like, and then I'll let you go so you're not late, when a building you've designed is kind of topped off and, and done? It's really uh, an accomplishment, but the thing is, is it's uh, the topping off is it's kind of anticlimactic because it's such a long process. So you really just have to like the process of, of building more than anything. Are you a cardboard architect? Sort of by evening and weekend, do you like to junk model at home? I build more than anything at home. Yeah, like I have a wood shop, so I, I usually build uh, furniture and make home improvements. That's usually what I do. And then I cardboard architect with this little get a little one. So, what's the best thing you've made for her so far? Well, she actually made a house that was better than any house I've ever designed. So, <laughs> have a great I was going to steal it from her. So, <laughs> have a lovely day. What's her Thank name? You. Hers? It's yeah. L-O-D. Hi, Thank you. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Have a lovely day, guys. Be good at preschool. Learn Thanks. things. Be nice to people. Say thank you. Bye, darling. Does she look like her mum? Does uh, your mum got curly hair? It's actually a 50-50. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, she doesn't know what yeah. I'm doing. Okay. Have <laughs> a great cool. day. Bye now. If you've ever been, you'll know the energy in New York is contagious. And so I've got a lot more stories from the city to share. Where Are You Going? with me, Catherine Carr, is brought to you by the team at Loftus Media with music by Edwin Pearson.